welcome back to Long Story Short. It's been a hot second since we've done a podcast. Some things have been a little crazy, but in a good way. Dema was in and out of the hospital, um, and I've had some life changes in Minneapolis that has allowed me to go on this amazing road trip with Dema. Um, driving her from Colorado to Boston, but she's dropping me off in Brooklyn to see my friends. Uh, originally, she was going to do this trip by herself, but the cards came out and allowed me to do this. And I think last year we kind of manifested this, mm-hmm. talking about how yep. I was going to do this, and now I can do this trip. So I'm driving her from Denver to Minneapolis, Minneapolis to Chicago, Chicago to Ohio, Ohio to Brooklyn, and then she's driving to Boston herself. Yes. So we're going to be doing some really cool podcasts on the way, and to kick off this amazing adventure, we have a really, really cool podcast featuring some amazing people that are also on their own big life adventure, and I'm going to have Adama introduce them. Hello, hello. Yeah, it's been a hot second. The last time we recorded the podcast, that night I got, uh, I started getting a fever, and that was the beginning of me getting sepsis. How fun is that? Um, so then last week we didn't do a podcast and now we're, you know, doing ours. Um, so yeah, so today we have Kelsey and Taylor and um, Taylor has CF and they also are living on the road with CF. So they're going to cover all that fun stuff and um, talk about 65 Apparel, which they created, which is amazing, and we're actually I'm wearing currently it. wearing I'm wearing it. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> Our favorite workout hiking shirts to yeah. wear, and we always yeah. need to wear it at the same time. Yeah, I like had it on. She's like, do you care if we're wearing the same thing? I was like, no. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, um, Kelsey and Taylor. Hello. What is up, guys? Taylor yeah. SCF, right? Yes. Yep. When I was five months old, I was diagnosed with CF. Um... And that initial first five months were pretty hard in my life. Um, but after that, it was pretty normal. And I really didn't talk about CF uh, all that much. Um, I actually didn't know the life expectancy of CF until I was like 16. Um, so it really took a back seat in my life um, um, pretty much my whole life and until I, recently. But uh yeah um right now um Kelsey and I have been married for almost almost a year almost a year anniversary is Cinco de Mayo congratulations (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah we've been traveling the country for almost seven months now and uh we started in Florida and we're currently now in Colorado Denver Colorado yeah Colorado they're actually like we love how many like, miles from like us? Like, probably 10, 12 minutes away from us. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. But awesome. we're, you know, Skyping, but that's, yeah. you know. So, where, are you both from Florida? Uh, I'm, I was born and raised, it's pretty much in Florida, in Tampa, and we moved to Sarasota, Florida in 2000, I believe, and Kelsey. And I was born I was born in Orlando, Florida, but I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee and then moved to Charlotte, North Carolina for about 7 years and then moved back to Chattanooga and then that's when Taylor and I met. Yeah, I was 
I had graduated college and uh, I decided instead of getting a job like all my other friends were, I decided to buy a van and uh, start living in a van. So I did that for six months and ended up in Chattanooga and that's where we met. I was like, oh, you live in a van? That's pretty darn cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you really get to learn about people's uh, personalities when you tell them you live in a van. Yeah, it can go two ways. It yeah. can yeah. go not so good or it can go really good. Yeah. You can go the, oh my God, yes, that's the life I want versus mm-hmm. so you're homeless. And it's like yeah. that yeah. mentality <laughs> is like technically yeah. everyone's homeless. You're all yeah. just wandering through yeah. life. But like a cool uh, nomad yeah. is what you are, you know? Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I had uh, a lady, I worked at Panera and she was so concerned. It was an older lady. She's like, <laughs> you, she's like, do you like need money? Do you, you know, do you want a place to stay? Like, I was like, no, no, I, this is my choice. I actually want to live in a van and she couldn't comprehend that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's a yeah. square. Yeah, <laughs> it's a generational thing too. Yeah, for sure. It's like the younger crowd now. That's like the van life thing, which you guys have kind of started, right? Your own, you have your own Instagram account, so you're mm-hmm. traveling around. That's amazing, and like seeing. Do you have like what are there some ping points that you guys really want to go to? Do you have a bucket list to see? Um, well, people ask us like where we want to go or have you been there or are you going to go there? And we're pretty much going to go anywhere and everywhere in the United States that, you know, has an attraction or maybe not even an attraction. Um, so like we said, right now we're in Denver and then we're going to start going more West. Um, the next spot is going to be Utah, we think, but Mm -hmm. we're going to be in Denver for, about three more months, we're currently camp host at a state park called Cherry, Cherry Creek State Park. Um, but yeah, after that, we'll just book it out west because we love, love being out west. And we don't really have, like, bucket list no. places. But, I mean, like, the big places like the Grand Canyon and Yellowstone, Yellowstone um, National Park and... Yeah, St. Mary's Glacier and... Yeah, just some... We have, like, some, but we're going to go everywhere and anywhere, so... Yeah, we really kind of, you know, we talk to people. A lot of people um, give us recommendations, and that's kind of what we go off of. Like, a lot of the places we go off of is because people said, like, it's the best place I've ever been, or... um, Go to Yosemite. Yeah, yeah. We, we, actually, went, we went there for our honeymoon, and it was, like, oh, the oh. most yeah. amazing experience ever. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was one of the be- most beautiful places we've seen. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I need to make it out there. It's on my list. Yes. Oh, yeah. list. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you, but you would love it out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you do when you, because you have CF, so... How do you figure out your care when you're driving around, like hospitals? Um, Yeah, that's still something we're figuring out, really. Um, Since since we've left, I have not. uh, So my care team actually watches our vlog. So when I'm not feeling well, my my doctor will actually like. She'll message me and she'll be like. (laughs) Tell Taylor to message me. So we can get PFTs. And, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it's yeah. So she 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 writes PFTs, and I'll I'll go to a clinic here and just get PFTs, and uh, they send it over to them. Which we haven't done yet, but we're gonna do that um, in Denver. And then when we were, it was right before the holidays of 2017. um, We were in Charlotte, North Carolina, to be with my family for the holidays, and his care team is in Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina. Um, so we were about three hours away. So we made an appointment to do a checkup with the CF team. And then she was like, no, you need to be admitted. And so it was really convenient because we were three hours away and, you know, we could park the RV at the camp, uh, campsite that we were at, but we were admitted, um, during our travels, but we were like super, super close. Yeah. So we haven't had the issue of being admitted so far, but we definitely yeah, need, since, since that. yeah, we definitely need to uh, get the PFTs in a, in some blood work for sure. Yeah. National yeah. Jewish. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. where we're going. That's where we're hoping. When, you said like the last like year or two, like your health has changed. Was it just like your PFTs have gone down kind of like the normal later when you're 20 something and you have CF, it starts doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for some reason it was kind of like, uh, I went a few years, usually it's once a year I go to the hospital to get a tune up, but uh, it was like two years and I was going like twice to three times every year. And then for two years, I didn't go at all. That's amazing. For two, yeah. For a whole two years. Was that in college or? No, that was when we, like right before we got married. Oh. Um, and then after that, it seemed like I was more recent, like more frequently in the hospital. So I don't know. It kind of goes up and down. Um, I'll go long periods without going to the hospital. And then, you know, sometimes I go two to three times a year. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it seems like these years have just been more frequently for some reason. Yeah. It was like, as soon as we got married, we were like, Oh, time for a hospital trip. And I've never been in a hospital. Like I don't even get my flu shot, but now I do obviously. Yeah. Taylor, but like, um, I had to force force you. Yeah. I had to sneak attack. I was like, (laughs) Yeah. He had me in the car, and he, it's it's on one of our vlogs. He was like, oh, by the way, we're going to go get our flu shot. And I was like, are you kidding me? But, yeah, we um, after we got married, we went to the hospital. And then before the ho- holidays, we went to the hospital. So yeah. it was so it's more frequently. And I think it's because for those two years, I was probably a little more focused on my health and working out more. Um, because, yeah, I just, those two years I was really focused on getting fit. And then I kind of fell off that bandwagon and it really takes a toll in health. So it's just so difficult to go out and run and do things. Yeah, I, I really hate any cardio. Like, I'm really bad at cardio. Yeah, I don't think most people do um, yeah. at all. How are you doing with the uh, the altitude? Are you used to it now, or are things still difficult? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, the first few, so we, I didn't realize Denver was, you know, 5,500 feet up, or yeah, 5,500 feet up. 
Um, and I was kind of worried because when we were in Yosemite, um, I was having a hard time there. And that was around 6,000, the hotel or the resort was. Um, but that was right before I was admitted. So I probably wasn't my healthiest then. And we flew there. So it was like an altitude shock. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for the first few days here, it was, uh, uh, I say first probably a few weeks out. We were in actually Albuquerque, and it's a little higher than Denver. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. Um, So I got acclimated over there before I came here. But, yeah, it took a few weeks. Um, I could tell that I got uh, more tired doing just everyday things or out of breath. Um, But anything over 6,000, like, we tried to camp at 9,000, and I woke up, and um, my stomach was really, like, full because of my tube feeds, and it felt like... It, you know, my oxygen was super low and, um, it's not good. yeah, it was like at two o'clock in the morning. I was like, do I pack it all up and hook up the trailer and drive back down? But, um, no, we stuck it out. Yeah. We stuck it out. And, uh, I feel like I'm pretty acclimated to Denver and, um, we've been up to Rocky mountain national park mm-hmm. and we went to bear Lake and we walked around bear Lake. So, oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, he did good. It was, it was, that was, I feel like each time we go up that Higher. far, then it's better and better. Yeah. But my oxygen does drop below 90, um, you know, up that far, but what can you do? So Kelsey, so you mentioned that, you know, you had never really been to hospitals before. I'm kind of averse to hospitals too, but the only reason I am so well versed in them is because of Adama. So what was your whole experience with suddenly like not having to and suddenly there's it's not just like, oh, I have cancer and we're getting rid of it and then it's fine. This is this is CF. This is life. (laughs) And now you're his caregiver, right? Mm -hmm. So like, hi, another 20 something else caregiver. It's (laughs) it's difficult. But like, I want to know what your experience was during this process. So at first, um, I didn't even know what CF was really. And then obviously I went to Google and Google's like the doomsday of like, don't do it. So, um, I was That's like, when she called me crying. And- yeah. I was like, is this really like what you have? Cause he's really healthy for, um, for having CF in his age. Um, so I didn't really understand what it was. And then I went down to Florida, um, after he went home from Chattanooga when he was living in his van. And I remember seeing his tube feeds and I was like, I mean, we were just friends at this point. We weren't even dating. We actually started dating that weekend, but I remember seeing his tube feeds and I called my mom. I was like, Oh my gosh, mom. I, there's a bag. It looks like an IV bag in his room. Like, I don't know what this is. And then, um, we went to the beach and I just, he took off his shirt and I just saw like the, what do you, like a button. Yeah. Um, and I was like, and I just got like a glimpse of it. Cause I wasn't like trying to stare at his chest. Even though mm. I was like, really? Is <laughs> and, uh, I was like, oh, you have something on your stomach. And he was like, oh, no, that's my G-tube. I was like, 
wait, what the frick is a G tube? Like, what is this? And I don't know if we like talked about it or not. I don't think we did. Um, yeah, it was like we literally probably went the whole day kayaking, and she didn't see it at yeah, all. Yeah, I didn't even recognize. I didn't. And see then it when we were packing up, that's when she saw it. So I, I don't think we talked about it. Yeah, it, and at that point, Taylor was um, really reserved into talking about CF, and I didn't know what what was the right questions to ask or if I should even ask any questions or cause we were very, very new in our relationship. Um, but as we started dating, you know, I started drilling the questions and I started learning more about it. Cause I'm the kind of person that if I want to know something, I want to know every single detail. Um, and I want to know as much as possible. So, um, as our relationship grew, I realized like, okay, there's hospital stays, there's feeding tubes, there's medicine, there's insulin, like all this stuff that I had no idea about. Like I, I seriously probably haven't been to the doctor in, I don't know, since I was like 10 years old. So, um, very new to all this stuff. And then the first time we went to the hospital, it was like, absolutely a different world. I didn't know, you know, that nurses came in every like three hours or even 30 minutes and checked on you and you didn't get sleep. And then he feels like crap because he's on antibiotics. And I thought antibiotics would made you feel better, but sometimes they make you feel worse. And, you know, it's really hard as a wife and a caregiver to see him go through this and sit in a hospital bed for, you know, a week to two weeks. Cause <coughs> you know, that's not, it's not normal. And it's weird now because it's normal because, you know, we go to the hospital for checkups and we go to the hospital to be admitted. Um, but it definitely was a shock at first, and it still kind of is. I would probably say the hospital is my least favorite place to ever go to in the world. Um, it's not fun for any for either of us. It's really emotional, dra- emotionally draining, and physically draining. It's getting better and better. I just, I just always pray that we don't have to go to the hospital sometimes. And you know, I'm always on to him. Like we need to get your PFTs checked out and like blood work and that kind of stuff. And um, always make sure that we're on track of things. So, you know, hopefully that, I don't know if that would even like prolong your yeah. hospitals, going to the hospital or not, but. And she's a person where she just doesn't, she's, it does, she doesn't only not like the hospital and like doctors, but she's like scared, scared of them, like <laughs> scared of it. She's scared of shots. Like, yeah. it's an actual fear. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like, yeah, you went to never going to the doctor because you just didn't want to go to the doctor. It was like, you, was you were scared of yeah. doctors. But and you still go to the hospital for him. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. still I show will, up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will never leave him alone in the hospital. See, that's yeah. the difference between a good caregiver and some people who are related to CFers and let it be parents or siblings or friends. And they use that. And it's like, no, I can't. It's, it's too scary. It's like, 
Yeah. Get over it. I mean, you you still are allowed to get scared of it, but being there yeah. and showing up for your person, what you're doing, is a lot harder than yeah, yeah. than it is. And people, some some parents don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I kind of understand why. Oh, sorry, why siblings and parents can't do it sometimes because you know that's as a CFer, that's their life. And, you know, I mean, this kind of sounds rude, but it's the truth. Like your siblings and your parents have lives too. And they can't always like cater to hospital stays and that kind of stuff. But I just made, I just told myself, I just told myself that I was like, you know, I would never want to be by myself in a hospital. So therefore I'm never going to leave his side and you know I've learned that being in the hospital that sometimes take I sometimes Taylor's kind of um he won't speak up in the hospital and I've learned be like if someone if a nurse takes his sugar you know too early or you know Gives him a medicine. Or, or, yeah, gives him a medicine. That he, and I'm like, whoa, hold up. No. They just took his sugars 30 minutes ago. You don't need to take it again. And, like, I've learned that you need to have that assertiveness mm-hmm. because sometimes, you know, they don't know what they're doing. And hospital stays are very unorganized. And mm-hmm. so um, just learning that I need to be that voice for him, too is another reason why I feel like I definitely need to be at the hospital with him 24-7. Yeah, yeah she won't leave. <laughs> You're an advocate, and that's, yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I definitely need to, like, I definitely, um, for any CF spouse who's listening, the biggest thing and the biggest advice that I would give being in the hospital with your spouse is to also give yourself you know, you time. Mm-hmm. And like, we're in the middle of Charleston when he was admitted. So I would go out to get a donut or I'll go walk around and have like some personal time. And then I can give more of my time to Taylor. Cause I feel like you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Demma and I experienced kind of like similar. I, didn't want to leave her at all when I was taking care of her. But then, as you said so eloquently, you got to take care of you because yeah. then you're not able to take care of your person to the um, the height that they need it or, like, the amount that they deserve. Yeah, so absolutely. So it may seem selfish. That, you know, in your brain, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm leaving to get a donut or a coffee yeah. but, or, like, a manicure, but you need to. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm like, do you want a donut? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you gotta take care of yourself too. Yeah, so I'm ahead two two days, or I don't know. So I was in the hospital last year for three months straight, about about three months, and um, she just did not want to leave. She like stayed <laughs> home like what? How many times? Two, three times? Three times, I think, in two months. Three yeah. months. Two, two, and, two um, three times. She would text me, I'm bored. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like during snowstorm. So it's yeah. like, probably not. It's like, idea. all right, it's going to be a snowstorm tomorrow. You should probably stay home. Yeah. And, you know, have bored your, out of my mind. Have your EU day. And, 
I mean, I don't mind being in the hospital alone for most of the time. I don't know, because, like, you know, you can sleep. You don't have to worry about entertaining the other person, even though they can... Most people can entertain themselves, but you also kind of feel like... Kind oh, of yeah. Awkward, you know, like, you... I don't know. Yeah. It's like a weird feeling. It's like, uh, now I don't feel like I can nap the whole time, but, but then you yeah. do. Yeah. It depends who's with you. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I'm the same way as you. I don't mind being in there by myself. When I was a kid, I liked going into the hospital for some reason, because when I was a kid, you can go into a playroom with other CFers mm, yeah. and <laughs> go visit other CFers in their room. So it was like, it was like a dorm room for little kids that's that you just got to go. That's a good and, way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was really fun when I was a little kid, and antibiotics never affected me, like, negatively, it was, just, it was just like, you know, the the worst thing you had to go through was an initial IV poke, and then oh, the rest yeah. of the time you were racing around in wheelchairs <laughs> or in the hallway. Oh, yeah, the IV pole. Yeah, racing so down. it was like, as a kid, and it was always like that, like, comfort that, like, everything's going to be okay kind of thing, like, when you're in there, and yeah, nowadays, I still get that, like, comfort of like okay like i don't feel good everything's gonna be okay when i'm in there because they're because they're, they're taking care of you yeah, yeah. you can just sleep and, and not worry about it yeah there's no anxiety of like oh my gosh what if this happens or you know there's somebody there but um yeah just recently just the past few years every time i go in the hospital it's like a negative experience because um you know i have it interactions to IV antibiotics and they just make me feel like absolute garbage for, you know, where I can, I barely leave my bed for, you know, a week or two. And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's nice having her there for me, you know, the whole time, even though I know it's hard for her because I feel like crap and she has to watch me feel like crap, especially because when I go in there, I probably don't feel as bad as when I'm in there. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, yeah, you're supposed to, I know it's frustrating for you because you're like, you know, you're supposed to get, you know, be getting better in here, but it just seems like you're worse. So Yeah, those side effects are sneaky. Like, when grow, like, like, as you said, getting older, like, all of a sudden an antibiotic that used to be on starts giving you these weird side effects or you're like, why are all my joints hurting? I feel like yeah. a senior citizen trying to pick up my socks from the ground, like just squatting yeah. down it's like holy shit <laughs> and then yeah. like you know you can't really move around that much so then you're in bed and then you you know you're not moving your you know your lungs yeah. around you know not getting exercise and stuff and it, you just feel so awful and you don't just don't want to yeah. move yeah basically. Mm-hmm. yeah and it it's uh yeah that buffer phase where it's like okay it should start kicking in but yeah it's a fine balance of like what what is so yeah usually my doctors will have me a week in the hospital and a week out um they really believe that for me to get better the best place to be is home mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is which is nice so um yeah as long as a- antibiotics are working yeah they'll send you home yeah but if not they'll keep us there yep mm-hmm. so yeah that's the past few times i've been pretty rough actually the past few times have been probably my roughest and it's not easy for her because... I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, if she was, like, there when I was, like, you know, a few years younger, um, it'd probably be a different experience for her. Yeah. But, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. 
hopefully last time they tried uh, I believe it was Mayor Pinham and it uh, worked well it makes me puke and like feel nauseous really? and just GI just upset I just like don't uh, like I was just on it the other week and I just I don't know yeah. if it was that because sometimes if you've been on something a bunch you like kind of become like immune to it so you don't need to like so I took yeah. Zofran beforehand because, you know, to stop the puking, yeah. and then I just was throwing up most of the time I was there, and then that stopped, and I was like, oh, I'm not throwing up, yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always a good thing. Yeah, I hope Mayor Penham doesn't do that to me, even though Bactrim, I was, it, it was kind of the same situation where it was, I was completely fine, I could take Bactrim. And then just one time I took it, and it made me probably feel the worst that I've ever been. And it was kind of like a, I mean, I couldn't like open my eyes. It was like a throbbing headache where I just couldn't move, and uh, my neck, yeah. it just, everything was stiff. And uh. yeah, the uh, struggles of having CF. <laughs> yes, yes. When you go do home, uh, out, like home IVs, do you do like the gravity ones? Or oh, do you those do are awesome. Uh, yeah, like oil antibiotics, and how do you administer? Do you have like a port, or do you have a pick line? Um, yeah, I usually get a pick line when I go in because uh, I still have pretty good veins. So yeah, I'm able to have a pick, um, which I'll probably stick with, even though they have to drug me up pretty good to put a pick in because I get really, really queasy. Um, but yeah, it depends on the antibiotic for the administration. Um, some antibiotics can be administered through that little like um, ball that mm. gets smaller, and then some have to be run through like um, gravity. You know, a, I mean, um, either gravity mission. or a pump. Yeah. yeah. A pump. Um, so it's nice when you get those little balls that you can put in your pocket or sweat po- sweatshirt yes. pocket. Yes, I call them grenades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they look like grenades. <laughs> yeah, but last time I was uh, on a pump. Yeah, which for, for 24 hours. 24 hours oh, a day. What antibiotic? I haven't been on a pump for antibiotics at home for like, I don't even remember. What was really? it? Really? It was Mayor Pinham. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, so I think it, I think. The type of administration is determined by the insurance company, yeah. I believe. Okay. And not, yeah, and not the actual, like, if it's capable of being administered differently. Mm. Um, but yeah, for some reason, um, that insurance company, uh, the best practice for them was 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so yeah, I had a little. You had a little mercy. A little man purse. Yeah. <laughs> a yes. yeah. Not a fanny chemical. pack, no. <laughs> yeah. We called we called her something. What did we call her? Oh, I forget. We named her. It was like, like, yeah. like, like oh, it's Penelope a or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like don't forget Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't forget it. It's yeah. touched me. Yeah. But yeah, that was the first that was the first time I had to be hooked up twenty four hours a day. And it was sucked. Insurance yeah. makes I I mean CEF is difficult on its own, but I feel uh-huh. like insurance just oh makes God. it so, oh, yeah. like to this other level that it's just indecent. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's just like but yeah, it just it makes things much more difficult mm-hmm. when it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um we've had some I mean, luckily now we have really good insurance that pays for, you know, 
hundred percent most of the time. But man, yeah, insurance has been a pain. I mean, we have forty thousand dollar bills because insurance decided not to pay. Oh and man. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. They make it. It's all about money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this last hospitalization, I went home on IVs, and my insurance doesn't cover supplies. Um, so they said it's $35 a day if you want to go home. It's, so it's two forty a week. And, like, everyone knows, like, you're staying in the hospital. You're bound to catch something else. It's not the yeah. safest place, like, safer at home. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to do it at home. And, um... The uh, antibiotic that they sent me home on is a 24-hour one, which is, I think, the first time. So for a week, I had a pet, which I I didn't name it. I just named it my pet. Um, (laughs) And, um, yeah, it was just, you know, it was actually pretty big. So, like, some pockets, it just did not fit in. Yeah, they gave me a fanny pack, but I didn't wear it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had no option. I had to put my pump in the fanny pack, so. Yeah. (laughs) And Penelope. Yeah. Um, So... What have you guys talked about transplant? What does that look like for you? Or is it down the road or is it not? Or have you met other CFers who have had transplants and that have maybe molded your opinion of getting one? Um, I definitely, down the road for sure, will get a transplant. That's definitely st- on the table. Um, it's never been off the table for me. I never, um, I was never opposed to it. You know, it's, I, when I was a kid, I thought it was a cure, essentially, you know, but it comes with, as, I mean, of course, as you guys know, it comes with its own problems, you know, you're trading problems for problems, Um, you're just, uh, you know, it's extending your life, so, of course, you know, I, it's definitely in the books right now, Um, you know, it's not, Hopefully it's not anytime soon, but, um, I feel like it's something that we don't even really, I mean, yeah, it's something that we have to have in mind, but it's not something we talk about. No. Because it's just not, it's not going to happen. It's not that time. It's not that time in life, but, uh, that's good. Keep it that way. Keep it far away. Keep it at bay. Maybe just keep your health up. Just like, you know, keep on your treatments and, yeah. The, do those PFTs, and you know you can just ex- push it further and further away. Yeah. Maybe some mm-hmm. jumping jacks will help. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Any physical activity. Yeah. And then all the new research drugs. Um, I don't know if you're eligible for Simdeco or however pronounce uh, it. Um, I don't think I am. I have a heterozygous Delta F five hundred eight. So I only have one one copy of Delta F five hundred eight. Oh, okay. I do too. Yeah. And then I uh, like a weird one. Yeah, the other one is like 621 plus 1G greater than T, I believe it is. Your, your sounds more complicated yeah. than mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to a CF event a few months ago, and they were talking about that drug. And we had a PowerPoint presentation of all the people that that drug can help. And it uh-huh. was like probably about like little like people emojis, and they colored <laughs> all of them I think blue, and then there were like probably a hundred on the slide, and then there's six in the corner that are yellow. They're like, we eventually will get to these, and I'm thinking, uh, and I'm like, that's Emma, that's like yeah. ten other CFers I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're getting there. 
they're fun. They, they're starting to cross most of them off the list. Now, hopefully, they can get to a six of us in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. six what yellow? Yeah, yellow it was like people. yellow or something. We're the Simpsons. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's just clapping, and I'm clapping, but I'm like, I just wanted to raise my hand and be like, but like, where are the oddballs out? Can you get the oddballs out? Too? I'm, I'm the yellow person in the corner. I'm not clapping right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not really, but okay. But, you know, it's like great that they're able to, but I've noticed, you know, they make it seem like it's more of a rare thing, but almost a lot of the CFers I meet, all have oh yeah I have this weird G- I have the Delta but then I have this other one that's so rare yeah. so I feel like maybe you're just making friends with all the rare ones yeah we yeah. just like maybe. you know interconnect and I, yeah. we just get attracted to each other to be like hey this rare gene just you know, us together yeah. you know weird is fun sometimes yeah. so do you yeah. guys have CF friends across the country that you are going to go see or how involved are you in the CF community um, so I don't think we have any CFers that, I mean, of course, like, you know, there's a lot of CFers that will reach out to us, but it's difficult for me to meet with other CFers just because I know the risk that is involved. Six feet. <clears throat> and I know it's, pr- it's probably escalated and, uh, you know, a lot like, um, exaggerated like, of how easily we can get each other sick. Uh, But, yeah, that's probably been the most difficult part is being involved in the community when you want to be at events and meeting people, Um, especially because we have a company that's CF-related. So it's like you want to be, you know, in in these events and meeting the people who are supporting you. And, and, um, yeah, it's just... uh, that's probably the most difficult part because um, we can't be around each other. Yeah. Um, and I try, I think it's fun to meet other CFers like yourself. Yeah. Um, yes. And like in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I was a big part of the CF community. I went to an event and I met a lot of other CF advocates, like moms and spouses, and, um, oh yeah, we met, um, Mandy and, what's her husband's name, Brian? Mandy That did it, they interviewed us. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, we, I just try, and I'm also a part of, um, it's called the CF Project CF Spouse, um, group on Facebook, and it's really nice to have people in all over the country really and all over the world to connect with I haven't met anyone yet but I'm hoping um we have a lot of spouses that reach out to me and be like hey come and visit me and I'm like okie dokie <laughs> they're like we want to meet Taylor and I'm like well I'm sorry we're not gonna meet you Taylor but I'll meet you yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's definitely more difficult for Taylor. Um, but I try to be a part of the CF community as much as possible. Yeah. You're my representative. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Cause yeah, it's, it was drilled in our, you know, when we were little kids, like you were saying, you could go into another little kid's room. And I remember yeah. when Nemo would go to the hospital and I was, I get excited not yeah. that she was in the hospital, but that I got to go to the hospital. 
and go to the playroom and play yeah. arts and crafts and eat the hospital food because it was not home cooked food. You know what I mean? And then now as an adult, it's like six feet or, you know, everything is online. And it's funny if you go to, from different center to different center, they tell you different things. And uh -huh. our center up here, someone told us that the six foot rule is a little bogus. Oh no, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Sorry. I, I'm thinking yeah. about Minneapolis right now. And <laughs> she's like, unless you're spitting each other's mouth, for coffee. Oh, coffee, but I was like, but even when you talk, like things go in the yeah, air. Yeah. But and the spit, not the um, stuff from the lungs. Yeah, but still, it's like I feel like it's better to be overly cautious because, like, what if that one off? And mm -hmm. for the rest of the time, it's like, did this happen from that one time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you said, when I was a kid, I would play, and the, I remember the first time they like isolated me in the hospital, and it was like. I was like, I'm in prison. Like, I can't, <laughs> yes. I can't leave the room. Like, what, what is this? This is cool. And, yeah, so I think that probably played a role in my, like, being cautious. Like, you know, because doctors come in and they have a full suit on with a mask and everybody who visits has to do the same thing. And it's like, I never understood that because it's like, I go into the world and my family doesn't have to wear those things, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably like engraved in me. It's just like how overly cautious they were. So it's like I wouldn't be over overly cautious. Um, so yeah, it's just better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, I and I think I do grow something that is more contagious for other CFers. Oh really? Um. Because they've always put me, when they first started, they only put certain people in isolation. And um, I was one of those people because I grew, you know, whatever I did. I'm, I'm not even sure what it was. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, I'd rather not risk anybody else getting sick, too. So Yeah, and um, in Boston, that's where I grew up. And so it started out, yeah, you free, free uh, reign of, you know, the hospital halls. And then I forget when it changed, you can't leave your room and everyone wears gowns. Um, actually, the visitors didn't have to wear gowns. It was just nurses and any oh, hospital okay. staff. Um, and if you had to leave for any tests or anything, you had to go with someone. Yeah. You can't touch anything. They touch all the buttons. You have to wear a mask. Oh. And um, so I left Boston. I came to Colorado totally different um their waiting room you don't get put in uh like a clinic room right away you're in the waiting room with everybody else um, oh, and like you know you can wear a mask um if you want and um yeah so that's colorado and inpatient you can leave your room you can wander around just wear a mask um and then in minnesota they don't require you to wear a mask and you can leave your room <clears throat> So that's where the woman was saying that, um, you know, as long, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. Um, and as long as you're not spitting at each other or, you know, getting you yeah, each yeah. other, then it's okay. So it's God. just different. And like over the past year or so, I've become less <laughs> concerned. Like I am meeting up with CFers, but I am sticking to like, you know, six foot rule. And I usually try yeah. to do it outside um, because that's yeah. okay. Or like wear a mask inside six feet away and blah, 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 mm. but um, I've met more CFers in person now post-transplant than I have pre-transplant. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, it's really cool, 
you know, meeting another CFR um, in oh, person. Sure. It's just, I don't know. You you know it's relate. like you have a bond, oh, yeah. you're like you're already friends, even though you've never met kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah. It's weird because, yeah, you f- some, sometimes you feel so isolated with this disease because you can't be around other CFRs. So it's like, yeah, meeting somebody who knows exactly what you're going through is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like. It's great. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's really great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I probably, I probably can learn to be a little less cautious. <laughs> it's good little... to be cautious, but it's good to like, you know, experiment some oh, sure. new boundaries yeah. here and there. But yeah. Maybe maybe yours is the ten foot roll. <laughs> yeah. You know. There you go. I can do That's... ten feet if you want to meet outside one day. I can do ten feet. Yeah. I I can work with boundaries. She could work with boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a really um kind of like a quick question. So how did you get into the the apparel your like your brand tell me about that because i don't know the story at all just know that i had no idea that this was tank top was your guys it's like, <laughs> like one of my that's favorites. so funny that's so cool yeah it's, it's kind of surreal seeing other people wearing your clothes that you designed you know well it's just crazy because well first of all our apparel company is called 65 apparel and it's um to raise awareness for cystic fibrosis um but when i was meeting people who are CF advocates and going to meetings um, for this CF event in Chattanooga, people were calling me the 65 girl. (laughs) They're like, oh my gosh, you're the 65 girl? And I was like, like 65 apparel? And they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, you are. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And Taylor, I just feel like has made this amazing brand that people like to wear you know, every day or any time of the day, really. So, yeah, my, how that, like, whole thing started, um, like I was saying before, I was really reserved and didn't talk about CF. I didn't tell anyone I had CF. My best friends didn't know what CF was. Um, and that was my whole life. I hit it. And uh, it was, when I was 16, I, I, I was around 16 that I found out um, the life expectancy of someone with CF. Um, it was actually a weird story. <laughs> um, my, it was my girlfriend at the time. I think it was one of my, yeah, I think it was my first girlfriend at the time or first girlfriend ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she looked up things with CF and she wrote me a note like, uh, doctors don't know how long you're going to live. And I didn't know what she was talking about. I had no idea. I don't think I knew this. I don't know. Yeah, I had no idea what she was talking about. I was like, what? What what is she reading about? And it wasn't, I I literally, I did not know what she was talking about. And it wasn't until like a few years later, I figured out that life expectancy was affected by CF. So um, anyways, I brushed that under the rug and I kind of just uh, continued my life. And it wasn't until college um, that it kind of really started taking a toll on me because everybody was planning for the future. And I felt like, you know, it was hard to plan for the future if I didn't know I was going to be here. Um, and it was kind of like, uh, you know, all the things that I've been hiding and running from kind of all came crashing down and, uh, and, uh, yes, you know, suffered from severe depression for a few years and, um, went on the soul searching road trip met my wife and um 
yeah, and then after that, I kind of, through that journey, and um, I didn't want, I felt like I wanted to help other people out, not to not feel like that, to not feel like they had to go through that alone, or that they had to hide it, because I always felt like people would look at me differently, or, you know, um, pity me, and I just didn't want that, I just wanted to be, you know, viewed like everybody else, you know, graduate college, met Kelsey, and uh, I felt a need to share my story, like I said, because I didn't want, I wanted to relate to other people. So I started an Instagram, I think it was called Salty Stroop, which is yeah. now 65 oh, yeah. and a half. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Salty Stroop, and I just started posting, like, CF stuff, like, everyday things just to relate to other CFers. And, which was a big deal yeah. for Taylor to be posting anything about CF. Yeah, and it was, I I didn't reach out when before this. I didn't reach out to anyone who had CF. Um, I think because I just was, I was scared to share their struggles and their burdens, you know what I mean? I, I couldn't even deal with mine, and I, so anyways, I, I didn't reach out to anyone with CF until then. And I was laying in bed, and I was just like, I think I'm going to start a CF Instagram. Because it's like, okay. And so, yeah, I started Salty Stroop, and then I started getting more involved in the community and talking to people and, like, talking to parents and talking to a lot of parents that, um, you know, their kids are newly diagnosed. And um, I became an advocate for CF, and I wanted to spread awareness, like, in every way that I could. And I went and started looking for, like, CF shirts, and all I could find was uh, you know, purple and ribbons and yep. this very cheesy, mm-hmm. you know, like feminine. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I was like, well, maybe I can just design a shirt and see if anybody likes it. So that's when I designed the, it ain't easy being wheezy shirt. I, I don't know if you guys one. have seen that one. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I designed that and, uh, put it on my salty troop Instagram um and they I almost sold like a hundred in a week and I was like oh wow like you know um people want um you know different types of apparel they want something that's unique and something that's gonna get people at like asking questions and something that's comfortable because um the ones I found were on really really cheap quality shirts because they want to keep the price as low as they can so it's usually on the Gildan, like $2 t-shirts that feel like cardboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I was like, and it kind of clicked. And I was like, you know, this might be something. Like I might be able to, to design apparel that people would actually want to wear. And um, yeah, it kind of just unfolded from that. Um, I just told myself I would never be seen in public with a purple ribbon <laughs> on my shirt. <laughs> But I would be, you know, I would like to wear something like this, something, um, like I said, that was comfortable. And uh, what we created was something that, you know, got people asking questions. um, And that when people ask questions, you open up that conversation to like, you know, a personal, a personal conversation like, oh, it's cystic fibrosis. I have it. Here's what it is. And it opens up that door for you to connect and spread awareness in that way. Instead of just seeing a shirt with cystic fibrosis on it, um, you know, 
it's less, much less personal. And yeah, it's just something that people wanted to wear every day and um, be proud of wearing it and create a community around that where people were excited to spread awareness and felt like, you know, we're a part of the same, you know, group. I mean, we're a part of the same um, life. Like this is, we all can relate to each other and kind of just giving people pride in that in our battles and our scars. So that's kind of what, uh, what and how 65 Apparel started. And um, just started with one shirt and just, you know, I, I had no business. Uh, I, I take that back. I had a little business experience because I took over my dad's roofing business for a little bit, but that was the only ex- roof or business experience I had. You know, I didn't have any experience in uh, managing um, people, managing a company, finances, like legal aspects of it. Um, you know, it, it was a lot to tackle, but just Google and YouTube and blog articles. And yeah, I learned everything that we needed to learn. And we kind of just started growing it. And then uh, there was a turning point where uh, we wanted to travel and 65 Apparel wasn't getting the time um, it needed to grow because had I had a full-time job. job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had to decide to quit our jobs, our full-time jobs and 65 apparel wasn't making much money at the time, but, um, it was, uh, who was it? Um, somebody, oh, I cannot remember her name anymore. Um, it was a CFer who got LXV tattooed on her arm. Like on her inner arm. Have you have you guys seen that? No, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of CF tattoos going around these days, so I'm not yeah. exactly sure. Yeah, I I don't know if she's like uh, well known CFer, but um, yeah, that was kind of like oh wow, like this is this is something that people believe in, you know, like to get a design that we had on our shirt, somebody getting tattooed of it. It's yeah. like you know that was like. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a really, really impactful moment, and um, so yeah, we took the leap, and um, can't say we still make a lot, a lot of money at all, but at least we can sustain. But we're ourselves. making it. Yeah, and sustain ourselves, and we, you know, believe in what we do, and yeah, um, yeah, and we feel, uh, you know, we're building a community of um, people who pride themselves in having CF. Yeah, and the great thing about having or really being on this journey in our RV around the country and wearing 65 apparel shirts, people come up and ask us, like we were at Garden of the Gods in Colorado and a lady was like, hey, what? I want to know about more about your shirt. And, you know, we told her about it. We gave her a card and just probably every single place that we've been thus far in our journey we have reached out to probably like two or more people um and telling them what cf is or just personally yeah talking to personally talking to people because of the shirts yeah 
that's great. Just, that's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's just a great. I feel like traveling. You know, we're really kind of taking the next step of really raising awareness and really telling people what it is because a lot of people don't know no, what CF is. Yeah. I even yeah. have friends who have known me for years and still like they know what they know that Emma has CF, but like if you sat them down and asked them to explain to you, they'd be like, yeah, I don't know, something with her lungs. Yeah. And it's not their fault. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's like but their parents have no idea or their friends that I don't know have no idea. So it's yeah. just like unless you're directly involved somehow, I feel it's not like cancer. Like I'm not directly influenced by cancer, but I know about it and I know more about cancer and different types of cancer than, you know what I mean? They get so much publicity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but can CF get some of that? Yeah. Jesus. I know. Right? I know. And that, yeah, that's like our mission is like how can we get to that level where it's like you ask anybody what cancer is or diabetes or they MS. Know. And yeah, and everybody knows everything about it. And it's like, well, what is the determining factor in you know awareness for cf is it funds or is it media is it advertisement is it you know what what could it possibly you know is it is it just because it's rare you know there's less people who have it and yeah it's kind of a big deal yeah, yeah, but, yeah. like, you remember that water bucket challenge that was going around for, yes. what was that for? ALS or something? That's rare. That's not like everyone has it. You know what I mean? So uh -huh. I think it might be, like, marketing or something. I know the yeah. CF Foundation didn't have a lot of money until recently. <laughs> but they want to use it for research rather yeah. than marketing. So, like, it's, it's hard to get it out there because it's yeah. not, like, you know, in commercials or, you know... Yeah. yeah, so not it's everybody kinda, knows it. It's kind of on our shoulders. I think it's now it's like the 20-something, the 30-something generation who are affected by it or who know someone who is affected by it. And because of social media, I think like it's kind of on our shoulders to be like the grassroots movement of, okay, maybe the CF organization doesn't have the funds or they're not doing it. So like what are we doing? You're doing it with your shirts, which is incredible, yeah. and your company and traveling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> which is high five guys because that's awesome Thanks. <laughs> I do have a question so who's the designer of the shirts out of you two yeah Taylor well, <laughs> yeah he's definitely he because you graduated with um industrial design degree yeah oh wow and, and he's super good at drawing and graphic design and stuff um but you designed some of your shirts and some of the stickers. Yeah, I des actually designed all the stickers. But we have – so I, I started designing all the shirts myself. And then, you know, I've learned in a business you have to, you know, give or diversify. Is that the right word? I have no idea. Or, <laughs> yeah, just you have to give tasks to people – to, so you have more time to focus on other things. And to grow your company. And to grow the company. Because yeah. I found myself in front of the computer designing all the time and, um, you know, neglecting other parts of the business. So I started um, hiring designers. I think I think most of them – I have two designers in Brazil. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'll come up with an initial idea and – you know, give it to them, and 
Well, we'll go through a few iterations, but yeah, um, uh, it's mostly influenced by me, but the execution on a handful of the shirts is done by other designers. Um, but we do, we, we've had a few designs that other CFers have, uh, come up with, um, our ambassador page, I think we have like 150 ambassadors, um, and we do polls on there, um, on the next shirt designs and we'll all vote on, you know, other CFers ideas. And then <clears throat> from that, we take the idea and we design it and put it on a shirt That's and, awesome. you know, we give credit to the CFer and post all their links that they want. And so it's a nice way to, you know, give other people a voice, a voice. Yeah. yeah. And, you know it's another way to make them feel proud of wearing a, sh you know, a CF shirt. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That is really, really cool. So <laughs> I have uh, maybe like one more question. Let me read them a little more. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're in Colorado for three more months. Uh, what's the next big thing in Colorado? Like, you know, you, you mentioned Rocky Mountain National Park. Is there a place in Colorado that you uh, have on the list to go to or visit that's upcoming. I know when you want to go to. You know what I want to go to? Yeah. Oh, I want to go to the Great Sand Dunes. Yes. Yes, do it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I really want to go there. Yeah. Wait, bring, bring my snowboard and yes. do some yes. sandboarding. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, so that, I think that's like three hours from here, so that'll have to be on our days off we can head up there and camp out or something yeah and my my thing that i want to do is i want to go to a hot springs oh yes so, spring, yeah they're not too far away from each other there's remember we went to hot springs and oh then... it's a nude one though it's called valley I... view i think and i had a hard time because it's like all uphill i mean we wore our bathing shoes obviously and um the highest point that i really wanted to get to because it was like it was a really cool pool with like you know a little mini waterfall maybe yeah. and like the best view we yeah. started making our way i even got a piggyback but like it was just too much so steep yeah. and like the altitude it was just too much yeah. so we turned around yeah. and did some of the lower pools but um you have to be cool. okay with like 60 year old naked men yeah yeah, yeah we've so been that <laughs> we went to a nude beach in austin texas oh, okay. yeah it was quite the experience yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely a gets a lot of views on youtube yeah <laughs> yeah those videos get yeah yeah we ha I think we have like six hundred thousand <laughs> views on that video <laughs> <laughs> on that one video yeah so that shows you who's looking at your videos on YouTube yeah uh, people who weirdos <laughs> yeah weirdos <laughs> probably the old men who go to the new beach yeah. <laughs> no it's no, funny because no. we were sitting it was um there's three of us in the hot springs and then in our group. And then, like, three or four older guys, and one must have been 70-something, one must have been 50, one must have been 50, and they're all white. And I'm just like, this is this is not, don't look, keep looking in the sky, keep looking in the yeah. sky, just keep yeah. looking in her eyes. Yeah. Like, oh. And they kept chit-chatting with us, and I'm like, no! I uh, know, it's like, they're so, it's like... It's like if you went to the regular hot springs, like, three men would probably not walk up to you and start chatting. No! But it seems like, it seems like at new beaches, 
or at nude places, it's like acceptable. It's like everybody just like draws out these long conversations with everyone yes. who passes. Okay, so yeah. you understand, yeah. Yes, because the same thing happened to us. It's like, okay, listen, you wouldn't always... be coming over here and talking to us right now. There's the whole beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like taco yeah. taco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just trying to enjoy myself and you gotta walk <laughs> up on us. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, um one place, um I mean there's a few places, but one place particularly that we actually went today that I suggest you go to oh, yeah. is oh. the paint mines. Yeah, I saw your the picture. Going to Mars. Oh. You're going to Mars. Oh, really? <laughs> I, it looked really cool. It's called the paint mines? Yeah it, yeah, it looks like a scene from Star Wars when yep. they, like, you know, evaporate or whatever. They they teleport themselves on a different yeah. planet and they're looking for, That's like, the Star Klingons. Trek. Okay, so it's Star Trek. <laughs> so it looks like Klingon territory. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That is, and that's and close to here. It's like an hour and a half from where I am, so I it's probably either the same amount or maybe a little closer uh, for you guys. Um, it's middle of nowhere. Nowhere, and you're driving on a dirt road for half an hour. Just an FYI. Oh, okay. that's okay. Yeah, Taylor likes that. Kind I of stuff. yeah, I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and you'll like it. I'll see that so much. <laughs> yeah. And bring like bring food, grippy shoes, uh, uh-huh. shoes with grip. Uh, if you have like uh, you know active glove wear, like, because you're going to be touching things and yeah, like, your yeah. hands get raw and shit. Yeah. Um, well, technically, you're not supposed to oh, climb on... I just saw a sign today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As we're leaving, yeah. it says, do not climb on blah, blah, blah to preserve. And I was wondering, the first time I went, how is it possible that we're allowed to do this and climb on things and touch things? And I was like, wow, I feel like this is not allowed because of <laughs> the erosion and human just I'm like and then I see the sign I was like okay oh. whoops and then, that's all we did today was like climb and jump and climb and jump and can we get down this way no can we get down that way finally we get down and we're oh, walking away and I'm like oh and thank god like there were three other people there so go during the week if you yes, can not the yeah. weekend yeah we have Wednesdays and Thursdays off so it's Good. Yeah. yeah, do it next week for sure. We'll, we'll definitely check it out. Yeah, before yeah. it gets too hot, because it's like it's windy, but then it's hot and you get sunburned and you don't even know. Like I am yeah, feeling yeah. it today. Yeah, even if uh, though I wore a hat and sunblock. Uh, well, oh, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll trick you. Yeah, I do have a silly question for you, Kelsey. So, yes, are you personally afraid of needles going into you or him or both? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just got sweaty sorry. from you saying that. Way to make someone uncomfortable. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, it's both. Like, um, so yeah, like we said earlier, he tricked me into getting my uh, flu shot, and which is something. Yes, I need to do, and I felt selfish not doing it because it's definitely for his safety. It wouldn't even be for my safety. I don't care. Like, it's strictly for him, and that's the only reason why I did it. Um, But uh, I think before that, the last time I got a shot was when I was, like, five or something. I don't know. But um, when he's in the hospital, I can't watch him 
get his blood sugar taken, which is kind of a wimp of me, but, um, and then when he gets his pick line in, that's probably the hardest part for me. I go outside and I cry to the nurses <laughs> and, you know, I mean, cause it's, it's silly for them cause they deal with this every single day. But for me, it's, I don't, I, you know, I didn't deal with it. Yeah. So, it's so I was new. Great. They, gave, they gave me morphine and Ativan. And yeah, I was... he was fine. They give you that stuff they for pick lines these days. When I was a child, they like didn't, <laughs> they didn't do any sedation. I'd be lucky if they used Emla cream and it's really? like, Jesus. And it, I mean, yeah, I would hide in the playroom when I knew I was going to need my really? pick. Like I'd get admitted. I'd have like an hour or so before they, you know, swoop down on yeah. me to like bring me to this sterile room and stick this thing in my vein and up into my oh. arm, to oh, my I leg, watching that. you know. To my main, yep. to my heart, and I'm like, ah, oh, no, peace. I'm going to the playroom and hiding. <laughs> I've seen yeah. her pull him out of her before. Oh yeah, as a kid, and I was like, there's a worm in my sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It yeah. looks like a worm. When I was a kid, it never bought. I mean, it never. I didn't like it. They always put that numbing cream on it, but I didn't like it. But I never got like queasy. Yeah, no, no, like, I have no, to watch it. Again, like. I watch it the whole time. Just she's in shock. <laughs> I have to watch everything, any procedure. If I can't see it, if it's out of like my physical capability of seeing, I I don't like that. I'm like, uh, wait, I, you're serious? No, I'm yeah, absolutely serious. Oh, like when she oh got the transplant, God. she like basically, if you could have had a GoPro on, she would have had the GoPro on and then watched it, and we would have had movie nights of that. I watching love her transplant to see a tr- it, my transplant or any lung transplant. Just I mean, I know it like start takes, to finish, you know, up to seven, up to twelve hours, but like. Holy crap, like that would have been so cool to see like how they do it. <laughs> no. You're being, being sorry. I'm being completely no. serious. I'm not saying it to freak you out. No. And we I actually asked the doctors no. to take as many photos as possible. So we have photos and I'm not gonna lie, I look at the photo of you like open up like once or twice a week. Wait, yeah. was that you did wait, was that you on Facebook? Oh no. Okay, so I had a CF spouse and CF spouse um post her husband's lungs and him like cut open and I was definitely intrigued and I looked I was like okay gross and balls I'm gonna look at these pictures (laughs) and I'm really glad it it was on on a really weird side it was like beautiful to Mm. see these new lungs being put inside of him and then like how gross his old lungs looked I mean it was like I really had like I probably had to look away like a lot of the time but it's like it looks so I, I can't look away it was like so to. intriguing yeah. but I was like I can't oh, oh my gosh yeah yeah no mm. see I can't when they do my pick line I can't turn my head far enough away from it <laughs> you need like, like one of those sleep time masks where yeah. you get yeah. no light you're like I okay go <laughs> like, I li- yeah I literally turn my head as far as I can and I put my hand up and Just I, in case. And I turn yeah. the TV on and I turn the volume up like really loud. Yeah. You guys are too funny. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, yeah. so the reaction you had to like what we said, like the whole uh, doctor team, because it was Emma and I, and, you know, they're prepping her for surgery and we're like, 
We want pictures. We want videos. We want pictures. And I'm like, can I see? Can I see stuff? And they're like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> like, like, what is wrong with you? And we go, can you get pictures from different angles? And every time you do something, take a picture. Why not? There can't be someone. I mean, can I go in and take pictures from their window? Is there like a way? Can I view it? And they're just like, you two are the weirdest people. No, and she actually got to view her lungs, which is like yes, not a thing. Yes, I requested it. And I was hold like, them. Can I please see my lungs after? And I was asking for months. Months. I had to make sure I was ingrained in their brain, <laughs> and it finally was. And I asked so many times, and um, they were. I think it was the first time that hospital did it. I mean, other yeah. hospitals do it, but not all. Yeah, and it, yeah. I might have wow. been their first one to be able to view. And so I had a whole. I had a whole squad with like me, eight people, like nurses, RT, you know, respiratory therapist, uh, physical therapist, um, doctor, you know, yeah, just random people. They're like, yeah, Can I come? and I was like, yes. And the pathology <laughs> department, like, just had never had that happen before. In so, their faces, they were just trying to explain, or the doctor was trying to yeah. explain it to her, and it was like, "Can I hold it?" And he was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, yes." <laughs> <laughs> weird it out. We all got wear gloves. Yeah. We got to hold it. Yeah. Take pictures. See, as soon as soon as I would see that, I would be You'd out be, cold. <laughs> I would just be white as a ghost, splash, and I'd just hit the paint or hit the ground. Yeah, but no. As he's holding it, like falling, he's like, and he lands <laughs> on you. Uh, no, yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But thanks so much, guys, for doing the podcast with us. It was great getting to know yeah, the two of you. Know, yes, thank you so much. Hearing um, your, your, both your stories because they're very unique. Yeah. yeah. You are our first podcast we've ever been on. <gasps> yeah. Yes. So honored. So honored. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks yeah, it was for, a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for doing this. And everyone, thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, and you can follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Um, at Meet the Stroops, we'll uh, have the you know the links down below, and they have a vlog. You can follow it on YouTube. We'll have the link um, too. We'll have the link as well, and then check out Sixty Five Apparel. You know, you might be in need of some clothing. I mean, I have t-shirts and I have a hat. And, yeah, and we're coming out with new stuff. Oh yeah. yes. We love Razorbacks. Yeah, Razorbacks are my favorite. That's what I wear. Like, it's, uh, yeah. I wear it so much that I'm just like, I can't wash it's this like anymore. It's like really worn down. Like, yeah. The, like, the letters are coming yeah. and she has it tied in the back. It's yeah. like, it's you know. my favorite. And the material okay. is really, I love, like you Sterable. said, it's really it's soft. It's so soft. Yeah. Aren't you yeah. coming out with a tank top? Uh, yeah. We yeah. have another Razorback. It's, I can't. The slogan is salt is good for the soul. Yeah. I like it. I'm getting that. <laughs> yes, I yes, love yes. salt too. So that could be a You like salt? You like salty. Yes. I like salt and salty. Yeah. But um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys. Thank you guys.